And good morning, and thanks to the help you get from AOC Certified Technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in St. Paul. We'll help you keep it running. This is CCO's Car Care Show. Denny along here saying good morning to technician Dan Burns. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Denny Long. How are you today? I'm really well, and I hope you are too. I am too. It's just a beautiful day today, and it's going to be a beautiful day, isn't it? It really is, today and tomorrow, and uh, we'll get a little rain, uh, March showers. Now, we uh, spring came in at 4.37 this morning. I was going to ask you, have you and your troops at uh, Lloyd's Automotive been getting uh, changing uh, snow tires out this week? Yep, that has, that has started uh, uh, just like the warm weather. It's time to, time to get the snow tires off and get the fun summer tires on and uh, and turn on your air conditioner and try your air conditioner and all those sorts of things to get ready for summer. That's a good idea. We haven't uh, thought about that for a while, uh, testing out. What, what, what can happen over the wintertime with, with the uh, air conditioning in cars? Well, first of all, if it's not working, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know it because, right. of course, the air outside is cold, and so if you turn, it, turn the air conditioning on, it's going to blow cold. But uh, if, you know, over the season, the, uh, the refrigerant gas, the, the uh, Freon is what a lot of people call it, uh, can leak down a little bit or leak out and disable the uh, air conditioning system so it might not be working. So this afternoon, when the weather is sunny and bright and warm, would be a great time to turn on your air conditioner and see if it works and uh, be sure you're ready to go. Because, of course, on the first hot day, it's really hard to get your car in to get it uh, the air conditioning service because everybody's really busy by then. Yeah, that's a good point. If you have any kind of a car care question you need to bring in your vehicle to your favorite shop or your favorite dealer for service, but you want to know what could be ailing, Dan will give you some idea. Uh, call it in or text it in, same number, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. We have some texts already. And, uh, again, if you want to chat with Dan, just a reminder, Dan's going to be with us for about another half hour. So don't wait. If you have a question, uh, as I said, either call it in or text it in, and we'll see if we can help you out. Uh, let's see. This text, Dan says, it's a, uh, see, a 2006 Honda CRV. Check engine light is on when I'm outside, but when I bring it into the garage, the check engine light disappears. I bring it back outside again, and it turns on. What should I do about that? I wonder if you're confused with the check engine light and the uh, headlight indicator. Uh, if you have your headlight set to automatic on a Honda, there's a little light on the dash that makes you aware that your headlights are on. Hmm. And it sounds to me more like that is the light that you're looking at than the check engine light. There's no reason for the check engine light to be turning on and off. Uh, as you go in and out of the garage, and especially uh, the check engine light does not react that quickly. So once the check engine light comes on, it stays on for a period of time until it goes through a whole bunch of self-tests. Then it could turn itself off. But I think more likely what you're seeing is a headlight indicator. And if you check your owner's manual, maybe you can identify that properly. Well, that's a good point thought about that. All right, thanks for the text. Again, 651-989-9226. Uh, let's see. Do, do, do. All right, here's one uh, that just came in. 
2014 VW Golf, the airbag light comes on. After a couple of minutes of driving while I'm alone, the light does not come on while I have a passenger. Any ideas what co- what's causing that? Well, there there's um, indicators or um, sensors in the seat in both of the seats that um, uh, tell the computer system the number of occupants in the vehicle. So it so that the vehicle knows how to react in the event of a crash. And if your uh, airbag light is coming on under different circumstances, then more than likely one of those sensors isn't working properly. The good news is that because the airbag light has been on, uh, there will be um, um, service codes stored in the computer, diagnostic trouble codes, and uh, we'll be able to access those and see if indeed one of the sensors has been acting up. Uh, if it has been acting up, we'll know which one it is, and then we'll be able to start the testing process to see if that sensor is indeed the problem. You know, that when you're doing diagnostics, Denny, <clears throat> when you get a, if that sensor is indeed the problem. You know, that when you're doing diagnostics, Denny, <clears throat> when you get a, people think that you just, plug into the car, the car tells you what's wrong with itself, and you go replace a part. And sadly, it's not quite that easy. Uh, When we get a diagnostic code, it points us in a direction, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that particular part is what's wrong with the car. Could be the wiring, it could be a connection, it could be a ground, it could be a whole bunch of other things that's causing the computer to think that that sensor is not working and and the sensor is probably not working, but we have to find out why the sensor is not working. There's a very good chance that it's not the sensor at all, that it's something else. Okay. All right. Tell you what, I know we'll take a quick break here, inviting our listeners to join in on the conversation. If you have any kind of a car care question, call it in or text it in again. uh, Don't wait. Dan's going to leave us about 745 or so. 651-989- 9226 is the phone number. It's also the text number. It's CCO's Car Care Show on this Saturday, the first day of spring, here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Denny Long here, along with ASE certified technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive on Grand Avenue. Exactly where on Grand are you guys located, Dan? Well, we are at 982 Grand Avenue, Denny, right between Lexington and Victoria. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give us a call as soon as this morning, 651-228-1316. All right. We'll get you that number before Dan leaves us today, which is going to be about 745. So uh, send in your text or call Dan. Same number, 651-989-9226. Speaking of the phones, let's get to it. Uh, Dan, I think Amy's calling in from Waconia this morning. Amy, you're on with Dan Burns. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I have a Toyota 05 Sienna, and... This week, um, when I was backing up the car, it feels like uh, it's jerking a lot. 
Um, we did get a timing belt replaced and oil changed on. And then also it feels like whenever I'm um, trying to back up, the wheels are spinning. Like if you're in a stuck in a ditch or something like that. So that's what it sounds like. And then uh, also when I'm turning a lot, um, the steering wheel is uh, shaking a lot. So I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Um, I did get an opinion there. Somebody, uh, the auto mechanic was saying that I have a transmission problem. So I'm just trying to get a second opinion. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. And uh, based on your description, <clears throat> I would agree with what the technician told you that you're having a transmission problem. Uh, probably he suggested or maybe did check the fluid level and, uh, and if the fluid is full, then, uh, some additional diagnostics is going to need to be done on it. And, um, you know, I, I, I guess based on what you're telling me, I would trust what he's telling you. So maybe what you should do is, is, uh, take it back to him and ask him to take the next step and see if there's a repair that can be done to the transmission or is there uh or will the transmission need to be replaced and on an 05 Sienna uh then you'll have to make a decision on on whether it's worth spending the money to replace the transmission or not yeah makes sense thanks amy good luck with that line is open at 651-989-9226 Here's a text that's a little bit garbled, so maybe I can try to translate it. It's a a rescued 70-something Ford from being crushed. The body is spotless, Texter says. It has been stored for many years, but there's a mouse problem in the headliner. Any ideas you might have? (laughs) That's horrible. (laughs) Yeah, that's horrible. Mice, uh, especially mice that have been living in a vehicle, for a long time create terrible, terrible problems with the things that they've chewed on and where they've nested and the smell uh, that they leave behind um, because of their mess. And uh, so that can be a big, big problem. And I don't know if they've been living in the headliner, if you're going to get away with uh, any kind of hope of, of removing the mice or anything like that. I think that once that smell is in there. Uh, it's in there for good until you replace all of the fabric in the vehicle. And, you know, if it's a classic car that's worth that kind of restoration, I think that's a good idea. Uh, go ahead and do that. But but uh, otherwise, uh, that smell is going to be impossible to get rid of. And we've actually, Denny, experienced that with uh, cars that have been stored um just over one season hmm. where the mice have gotten in there and, and left their scent behind and uh, it's, it, it's ruined the car. I mean, we've had cars that, that uh, have been completely disassembled. All the seats are replaced. All the carpeting is replaced. And uh, even with all that, it can still be a problem uh, with the smell that's left behind. Ooh, how nasty. Oh yeah. my. You know that's that's a big deal. You you people think of a mice running running through their cars, and even if you're not afraid of them, that's great. But you need to be aware of the damage that they can do. And you've experienced it, Denny, where they oh, yeah. chewed on your wires, and yeah. and, uh, and on one of your old cars that we ended up fixing for you. 
they chewed on the wires and ruined the wires and, and ruined, of course, the component that the wires are trying to operate. And uh, so things had to be replaced. And so it's a big deal. If you could store your car in a garage and you have a mouse problem, take care of the mouse problem in your garage. Put your, your bird seed away and your dog food away and all the things that attract mice and to get the mice out of your garage because they can absolutely do significant damage to a car. Yeah, I, I have a friend of mine who uh, not only once but twice, thousands of dollars damage to the engine compartment. I mean, with, with uh, all the wiring, like you said, chewing, terrible stuff. Yeah, we, we see that every week for sure. Whoa. where there's damage damage to a car from rodents uh, getting into them. Tell you what, let's grab a call, Dan, uh, from Joe, who's calling in from Vadness Heights, I believe, this morning. Thanks for waiting, Joe. What's your question for Dan? Good, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. I've got a 2005 Ford Expedition. has 156,000 miles on it. When I get it on the road, when I get it right around 50, it's got this jerking uh thing to it and then after you let up on the gas a little bit and accelerate there's no problems it only does that right around 50 miles an hour hmm. i wonder if the check engine on joe is the check engine light on no no check engine light so the vehicle's not uh ex- experiencing any sort of misfire which is what the first thing i thought of is if, if it's uh if it's misfiring and you're feeling that in the drivetrain um, you know, drivetrain problems are kind of strange uh, right at a particular speed like that. It might depend what gear it's in or kind of load that you're putting on the vehicle or, or a whole bunch of other things that could be going on. And it's pretty hard for me over the phone to get a grasp of what's really going on without taking it for a ride and feeling what's going on. What you're describing to me is not something that I hear commonly described on an expedition. So I can't tell you that there's, you know, oh, I've seen that before. There's, here's what it is. But uh, I guess my advice to you would be to uh, bring it into your shop and ask them to take it for a ride and experience what you're experiencing. And oftentimes when we feel it, we can uh, have a pretty good idea what's going on. And then uh, from there, give you an idea of what direction you might have to head with a repair and how much it might uh, potentially cost. Okay. All right, Dan, we have to take a quick break here. We're going to look at that spring forecast in uh, just a moment or two. Dan will be with us for about another 15 minutes or so. You want to send a text for your car care question or call Dan, 651-989-9226. We'll be back right after the forecast here in News. And good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here along with ASE certified technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Dan, we have callers, we have texters, so I know we have uh, just a few minutes remaining in uh, your segment of the show. Let's uh, go back to the phones. I think Chuck's calling in this morning from Lakeville. Chuck, uh, what's your question for Dan? Well, I had it by a uh, 2020 uh, Subaru Outback and... uh, at about the one-year point, the uh, battery failed, and I luckily I have a good charger at home, so I was able to charge it up to get it going. But uh, the dealer could not find anything wrong until the third trip, and then they finally found that the battery was uh, failing. Uh, so they replaced it with exactly the same battery. I guess my complaint is... Uh, or my question is, uh, should we have upgraded the battery, the quality of the battery? 
Uh, I don't, they, uh, of course, they won't do that. Uh, they'll, uh, they'll, uh, replace it with the battery that the car originally came with. And I think that's fair. Uh, whether you should upgrade the battery, maybe on the next round, you should do that. But for your battery to fail in just one year is a fluke. I mean, that, that's not normal. And, uh, there's Subarus, uh, on the road all over the place, thousands, millions of them that are, that have had their batteries in the car for four or five or six years and they're just fine. So I think the fact is that you unfortunately got a defective battery and, uh, I think replacing it with a good battery of the same quality will be just fine in the long term. And, uh, and so I would not worry about that at all. I think it's. I think they did what's fair, and I think you'll be just fine. All right, good. This text, Dan, says uh, 2014 GMC Acadia that has always had a gutless air conditioner that struggles, takes a long time to cool in the summer. It, is it probably just low on refrigerant, you think? Well, it could be that it's low on refrigerant, yes. Um, it could also be that the evaporator core which is uh, the part that makes the air conditioning work has gotten we has gotten uh, plugged up with uh, debris and things like that and uh, that particular car the reason I mention that uh, is kind of common that's a common problem that they have and so unfortunately that's a big deal because the uh, evaporator core is inside the uh, dash the whole dash uh, area and would need to come apart and and so forth now um, to have that checked uh, is is a good idea and can be done without completely disassembling the car so that's what I'd recommend yes first thing you should do is take it in see if the uh, air conditioning is low and if it is then you can have it recharged and you'll probably be back in business at least for a while if it's low, it's low for a reason, and the only reason would be is that it has leaked out somewhere. The question is how quick uh, did it leak out, and how quickly will it leak out again? And you won't know that until you have it recharged. So that would be the process. I would go ahead and have it recharged, see how it works. If you have a continuing problem, then you'll need to take the next step, and uh, maybe that evaporator core would be the next step. Okay. Speaking of leaks, doesn't say what year Chev Impala, but the texter says, are oil leaks hard to find and repair on a Chev Impala? Just had a new gasket and repair, but it still seems to have a slow leak. Yeah, you know, oil leaks can be a little tricky to uh, find sometimes, but generally speaking, I would say no, that uh, uh, that's not um, hard to find. We have special dyes that we can put in the oil or in the crankcase or mix with the oil that will help us show a leak. And we have special lights that will help us find out where exactly the leak is coming from. The trouble with finding an oil leak is that it's when it's been leaking for a long time, it's, of course, made a big mess all over everything. And then it's hard to identify exactly where the uh, leak originated. But we can clean up the mess and use <clears throat> dyes and so forth and, and find the oil leak that way. We've got about a minute to go. Texter wants to know, Dan, does penetrating oil really work for rusted bolts? You know, it does if you give it time. <laughs> we uh, we quite commonly will, uh, uh, you know, try and 
try and spray the uh, bolts uh, the night before, for example, if we're going to do a rusty old exhaust job, we'll try and spray the bolts the night before and let them soak uh, with the penetrating fluid on there. And that oftentimes will help and make a difference. However, quite commonly in uh, Minnesota, because of the rust and stuff, we end up using torches and whatever to warm things up. And uh, um, but, but we have had success with penetrating fluid, but you certainly have to give it time to work. To just spray it on and think you're immediately going to take a bolt off is not how it works. Patience, patience. patience. All right, Dan, how do we get in touch with you guys at Lloyd's? Well, come on over. We are at 982 Grand Avenue, uh, right between Lexington and Victoria. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give a call, 651-228-1316. Thank you so much, Dan. Always good to hear from you, and uh, let's talk next week. Thanks, Danny. I'll look forward to it. Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. Jack Farrell is straight ahead with his wine chat. Then get those lawn and garden questions ready in the 8 o'clock hour here on News Talk 830 WCCO.